0: She used to be known as Eileen from Coronation Street, but since going into the celebrity jungle, Sue Cleaver has stepped out from behind the character, and there's no going back.
1: I mean, I think my focus changed in life, where I was in life, what I was doing, you know, what was important to me. Everything's sort of changed, um, and it's been a big change.
2: i how to be 60, it's scary.
0: Out of me. Oh, it's time to look beyond the Big 6 0 with me, Kay Adams, and her, Karen McKenzie. Have you noticed that I'm starting to use this as a strap line? How to look beyond the Big six o?
2: No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm just thinking about the music. You know how I kind of like sit back and kind of a few seconds back? I'm, I'm actually beginning to really love the music. So Because am I? I think I fear that it might end up going. So now I'm really enjoying it.
0: Isn't that funny when you think something's going, uh-huh. then that's when you decide that you love it? That is yeah. a really weird, weird thing. So, I did the same. Yeah, but a, mm-hmm. I was hoping I'd come up with a really jazzy strap line there. Life Beyond, the big six O. When I hear the word strap, I think strap
2: on. <laughs> You are sex-obsessed. No, I'm not Where has this come from? I'm not. Last week... All I'm saying week, is that strap, it kind of like... I just know what I
0: think of when I think of strap. I mean, last week we were having a perfectly innocent conversation with Denise Welsh, which is a very difficult thing to have, <laughs> I can tell <laughs> Granted, you. And then he asked me if I video myself having
2: sex. That didn't come apropos to nothing. What? <laughs> And then I say, what do you think of the strap? Oh, strap. Oh, oh, strap. I'm trying to remember back to last week. I actually can't remember. But um, it it certainly didn't come out of the blue. You obviously were gearing that. Psychologically, you, you, you work with me and you're kind of like gearing it towards that way. And you've It is a well-known kind
0: of expression in the television and marketing world the
2: strap oh, line. Oh, is that right? The strap line. That's Didn't what you know call it, the strap I'm line. I'm not a, a, a telly lovey, so I don't
0: know. Uh, yes, bit. well, thank goodness we have got Sue Cleaver on this week. Um, she is just still this side of the big six-o actually. She's approaching the brow of the hill. She's about to go wee into the land of jigsaws, bread slicers <laughs> and Nordic walking. Oh, well, um, I hope
2: she'll embrace it.
0: Yes, which is obviously a big change from the Australian jungle which we'll be asking her all about Lord, I know. Um, now why am I sitting with a big chunk of what looks like it takes me back to my student days it looks like a giant bit of hash um, it's like a <laughs> it's like a half brick covered uh, in tin foil. you suggesting my
2: Christmas cake's like a half brick
0: this is Christmas cake <laughs> in, <laughs> it is. in February, wait, interesting
2: uh, actually it's just come
0: out of the freezer can I just do this for everyone no. hang on, wait a second everyone
2: you can go to hell it, over here? You're not getting any of it You're such a trout <laughs> Honestly What the f- is in this it's, it's a nice bit of Christmas cake That was um, oh My God, Hang oh my on, Lord. it's because it's, it's because it's fruit And it's a proper <sighs> And now your bloody paws are all over it Because you couldn't be bothered going down to get a knife It's like so my granny would call that cake, A
0: fly cemetery
2: no, that's slightly different. That's got pastry symmetry. on it. Yeah, That's yeah. pastry. That's got marzipan. Jesus, you're putting your fingers right round Well, the come whole thing. on,
0: nobody's going to eat that. I was
2: going to eat a bit. It's
0: February and it weighs more than no, a house, well, direct. the thing
2: is, it only got made... It got made at the right time. I think it's the last Sunday in November. You make a Christmas cake, right? And then you put lots of sort of brandy or rum or whatever the hell you put in it. And then, actually, it never... Because... Stop it, Kay. You're disgusting. <laughs> Sniffing it. Um, because... We had busy times over Christmas. And then Stephen actually got round to finally icing it. must have been mid-January. So actually, and then at that point... so you, I think, Hang on, wait a minute. You iced your Christmas cake mid-January? Yeah, it would have been maybe about the 12th of January. Slightly drier. Remind like me here, when here. Christmas is. I know that, but we, we were busy. We were busy. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And then I thought, actually, I started eating it. So by the time it got... Iced, it was all deformed in terms of the shape. It was no longer a square. I had bits out of the kind of corners of it. and all that. Anyway, got round to icing it, got round to marzipanning it. And then I thought, Christ, we're just going to eat the whole lot. So sliced it into four bits or maybe three bits. Froze the other two bits because he would just eat it all.
0: Uh, you know that frozen Christmas cake is never going to see the light of day. Come November, you're going Hang to on. chuck that No, out. that's so
2: not true because I'm sitting in the camper van with us.
0: Oh, my. God, as if it's not miserable enough going away in a camper van with you two. You take this mouldy bit of cake. I'm going to eat a bit just to see what it's like. It smells like a bloody brewery. Can I ask you something? Well, Um, you can try, but you're actually
2: not... um, I'm Um, talking about
0: Stephen icing mm, the cake. mm. It's funny you make me think this, because I was with a friend of mine recently. Her Her husband has um, has... He's not retired, but he's doing less work. And so he's got interested in cooking. Mm. And so, like, for all the years they've been married, 30 years, suddenly he's into cooking. God, is that a midlife crisis? Though, I know, and that's what Certainly. she says. Well, basically, get oh, out of my window. fucking kitchen, is yes. what she's thinking. Because yes. she's always been the person in the kitchen. I know,
2: they, they turn 65 or whatever, <laughs> and they just come in the kitchen, and you just think, <laughs> take over the bloody, you know, and they then think they know it all. It's even like they that. Boil an egg, and they think they know it all. Am. Um, yeah. yeah, that's a funny noise, isn't it? Did you do oh, I've done that for years, actually. Oh yeah. mm. just not with you. Do it again. Uh, yeah. that's mm. what I'm thinking. Interesting. Uh, I was about to do it again. Sorry. Uh, he sort of cooks two nights a week. Is that good? Oh, well, we decide what we want at the beginning of the week, right? I put it up on the blackboard. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's this sound a bit, anal, But you know what? I know where I am then. You get so that in prison. <laughs> got don't you? up in the blackboard. And it's quite nice actually. Having cabbage on a Monday. Uh, but he did send me a text just before I got here saying, "I can't read out your writing." What's in the blackboard? It actually, just said freezer. Get something from the freezer because it's easier. I said, "But you can cook for <laughs> what you want if you want." Anyway, look, you're you're putting me off my stock. What am I talking about? <laughs> no. Oh, right, So idea. he does cook twice. Yeah, and sometimes. Ugh, do you know what? my own cooking he's quite good at certain things but there's other things i think you didn't read that bloody recipe properly
0: i feel sorry for that man Why? i'm going to start a campaign free steven i really am steven. this is just not good um actually can i say the cake's quite nice you're a witch i know honestly, no no it is God, honestly God, it's quite nice
2: everything the <laughs> oat cakes the tablet the, i don't think you said it but they i know it's you're the, stopping us having a bit by putting your bloody miserable paws on i'm not the stopping you no you're not but i mean have you been to the toilet recently have you washed your hands have you washed your hands recently? <laughs> I can tell with that face you've not. Shut up.
0: So, well, yeah. would you like to help me? Um, because you did say that you liked my jumper the other week, but it had a hole in it because I had moss and you said you would darn it. So I brought it for you. So if you could darn that for it. me, that so would be really two. nice. Um, and then I found another one, funnily enough. This one's even more difficult, but if you could darn this one for me too. I don't know how the moths survive in this cold. I is. have done this podcast for 30 weeks with you, so I really deserve something back, I think. Well, since you've um, given
2: me two jumpers here, how about I you keep go. one of See, them? See, that,
0: that's a bigger one. That's just your bony um, no, that's elbow going through me. it. Um, I, I, I could go for a contrast colour on that I one. I asked
2: you about that and you were pooping I know, but it. I thought
0: about it and I thought actually...
2: What do you want then? Maybe. I don't know, what do you think? Pink? Something like pink? that? Pink? Yeah, I've got yeah, pink. Thank and what about with this?
0: one i would try and match that Is one if you don't mind um i or, would um, mulberry mulberry yes yeah. when will you get that back to me
2: it, i might have to have you washed <laughs> it i might have to wear it a couple of times first i'll wash it wear it get my bit out of it and then i might give it back to you yeah you're right in the moss yes enjoyed. there you
0: go let's have a couple of emails um, and actually, we've got another dilemma, and I'm hoping Sue's going to help with this. Do you know that Sue is a psychotherapist? I absolutely do know. I think I told yeah. you that. Yeah. Yes, she did. That's true. Mm-hmm. Thought I'd get away I'm with that. Well impressed. Um, okay, so this is from Anne. Maybe
2: analysing the pair of us now. No, we do not. Oh, no. Got a lot to work you. Um,
0: So, Anne says Hi, Karen and Kay. Uh, I discovered your podcast during the Christmas holidays and I have just finished the first season. Oh, I love the thought of having a season. Oh, my goodness. I've loved it so much and I've recommended it to lots of friends. Excellent. I love the yin and yang of you both. I wonder who's yin and who's yang. With Kay's straightforward, no nonsense approach to life and her snorts at Karen's infectious contentment with the simple things in life. Four legged friend, a camper van, and home. Cooking, even if the apples have been. Oh, scrumped. I love that people actually listen. Yes, I know it's amazing that people listen. <laughs> do listen. Uh, she also says, "I love the acknowledgement of how powerful our upbringing is on the type of adult or sixty-year-old we become, especially the influence of mothers on their daughters." Mm. Mm. Um, so she's only fifty-eight; she's got a couple of years to reach the milestone. But she, we have given her lots of food for thought. Uh, keep up it's the sweet. banter for me to enjoy on my oh, dog walks. Thank well, you, well, thank you for that. Nice. Anne. That's, That's lovely. Nice. Now here's the yeah. dilemmas from Charlie. Charles, Ooh. right? Right. Um, so, Charles says, quick question, please. Married couple, both 63, empty nesters, comfortable financially, mm-hmm. diverging mm-hmm. visions of the future causing mm-hmm. serious tension. Hubby, working less, wants to work even less, kick back and travel. I take it that's Charles. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wife, who happily works part time, wants to stay hunkered down financially and keep assets aside for future security. Ah, right. How to reconcile without a grey divorce. Love your work, all thoughts welcome. God, this is a thing, isn't Isn't it? it? Shall we wait and chat that one over with Sue? Yes. Okay, we'll do that That after this. That's an interesting one. So, where is a good psychotherapist when you need them, Um, (laughs) Sue? How are you?
1: Not here. Not here.
0: (laughs) Absent.
1: (laughs) When did you become a psychotherapist? I actually have the time to. Well, it was ages ago. Now it's many years ago. But I did. To to be honest, I did uh, the three years, and I've got one year left to go. But life has kind of got in the way, which is not a bad thing. Not at all. So, uh, so yeah, at some point, I might finish my last year. But what made
0: you want to do it? I'll
1: be totally honest. I went to therapy myself, um, and I was in therapy, and I found it so useful. And so I'm, I'm fascinated by other people. I think I'm just a really nosy person, and I'm fascinated what makes people tick. And uh, from that, it was a natural progression to actually to, to train as one. Wow. So, well, and we... I purely did it out of... I never went into it thinking, I'm going to change my career. I just did it because I was really interested and I, and I wanted something new to, to, mm-hmm. to learn.
0: And I suppose when you have as absorbing a career as you, and obviously because you've been in coronation a long time and, and I know you'll have that thing that people will stop you in the street and say, hi, Eileen, uh, because they'll confuse you with a character. Yes. Um, was it nice to have, like, something else that wasn't public property to a certain extent?
1: I suppose so, yeah. I mean, I've I've always been really private about my I life. Know. People have only ever seen, you know, Eileen. And I purposely sort of kept myself under the radar. Um, and as we'll go on to talk, I mean, coming up towards 60, something shifted in me.
2: Something mm. shifted
1: in me that made me think, why am I doing this? I mean, I think my focus changed in life, where I was in life, what I was doing, you know, what was important to me. Everything's sort of changed. Um, and it's been a big change.
0: Wow. Well, we're going to put Charles in the back burner. Charles, I promise you we're going to come back to you, but I've got to pursue this. What, what, what shifted? What changed?
1: <sighs> what shifted? I think doing going through therapy was incredibly useful for me. I mean, as we all know, we all have periods in our life that are difficult, dark, we face problems. Um, I wanted to, basically, I wanted to understand myself more and, and try and figure out some of the choices I was making, um, why I was making those choices. I just wanted to get to know me. Um, I think I've mentioned that I was adopted, as a lot of adopted children, they have a bit of an identity, Crisis. I, I I know you you talked to Nikki Campbell about that, mm-hmm. and, and that resonated to me a lot. So, I was just a work in progress, just 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 going along. My main focus was like you know I had a son, uh, I wanted to be a mom to him. It was just like it just just I don't know I don't know what changed, but something changed in me that I just thought I need to start. I've done my job now. I've done the hard bit you know Hmm. bringing up a family Mm -hmm. being responsible doing all those things I always worked to live I wasn't ever a hugely ambitious I want to be this I want to be in this you know I mean I knew I wanted to be able to make a living out of the thing that I love doing and I've been very lucky enough to do that and then I think Elliot's grown up he's I'm an empty nester my husband and I are in a new phase um I went on HRT about a year and a half ago and I realised I probably should have done that about five years ago. Mm -hmm. That I was definitely living in this kind of, walking around in in a bit of a fog, Mm -hmm. just Mm. like, uh. ugh. So I did that. And then I literally made some massive changes this year. I think like in the pandemic, we all overdid things. I know that I spent a lot of it drinking lots of lovely red wine. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. and and i put on a lot of weight doing it and then i did dry january and i thought you know what i wonder i just had a thought i wonder what life would be like if mm. i stopped completely i wonder what life would be that and that thought has just carried me forward and i feel like that's indicative of everything else that's followed and where i am and that i'm sort of like i'm i'm getting curious about mm. life i'm getting curious about stepping out of my comfort zone all the time
0: and um, so you know, was same. there something about 60 then that that gave you that focus
1: I think I think yes I think I think I think when you feel like you 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 know your major responsibilities like you you've sort of like that that that's bit's done um and this is the next phase I, I, I've not been worried about turning 60 at all I mean I've never sort of gone, oh my God, I'm nearly 60. And, you know, I'm never worried about that because I just, you know, I, like we always say, I feel the same as I did. In fact, I feel better than I did five, 10 years ago. And I just feel like this is really about the decade for women to claim, claim it as their own. This is about them. This is about striving forward and doing what you want to do and sod everybody else, to be honest. <laughs> you, know, you know, jog on. This is. I'm going to be a little bit selfish now.
0: God, that's, I mean, that, I don't think I'm as far along the line as you are, uh, Sue, but definitely it has made me think a lot about what my priorities are, what I want to, to do with... I mean, when you say the rest of the time you've got left, it sounds as if you've been really morbid, but, I mean, it's like, no. you know, time is finite, and then you have to be... I mean, to be honest, I don't often give her much credit um but Karen has been really useful in sort of prompting me along that road because you did make a choice three or four years ago that you weren't going to spend it you were in a job that you didn't particularly love yep. and you thought fuck this
2: no I thought you know what I'm going to get out as soon as I can financially got myself sorted got my mortgage paid off and thought right I just need money to get me by and for a holiday and just for any emergencies yeah And once I got that sorted, and oh my God, I've never looked back. It's just been lovely. And it's allowed me time to do the things that I want, that I really want to do.
1: It really interested me, Kay. One of the things you said at the start of this podcast, before you introduced me, was that Sue, Sue's—you know—in a, you know, getting towards sixty, she's reached the top of that roller coaster, and mm. then she's about to. And I was like, "Oh my God!" Because that is not how I see it. I thought that's really interesting that you oh, see that it is. that way. I am very much at the bottom, starting to go up the hill, and I've got ten years of going up before I'm even going to think about, you know, <laughs> isn't that? I, cute? I just did that. Did not. I, I thought, wow,
2: that's really interesting the way you're talking about it so actually you're absolutely right so still it doesn't matter what you see Kay. you still see 60 as ooh, it's now downhill the brow of the
1: hill yeah interesting i mean i was hey that's just it's just a thought mm. why are you believing that thought why don't you just think a different thought
0: yeah no i i get that and i mean i suppose i was making a bit of a cheap gag about you know yeah. a descent into because karen loves her nordic walking and her jigsaws and uh
1: i i
2: always have slices. a jigsaw on the go <laughs> oh, and i've had one you? on the go for about five years all right okay then it's a three thousand piece one or what uh, it's it's a
1: thousand one bit behind you there but actually can i something else we have in common karen uh-huh. yeah but out for a minute now <laughs> yeah um we made a purchase this year we made a big purchase no not a camper van not a strap no no. (laughs) during the pandemic we hired a couple of motorhomes and I loved it and then we thought should we get a motorhome then we realized that we couldn't get the motorhome down a lot of the country lanes yes and and also I have a colleague here who's actually sit across from here our press officer Ali we talked about it anyway We bought a caravan. (laughs) Is that right? Yeah, we have. And it is beautiful. And I'm so excited. And that freedom just to get in the car on a Friday night after after a week and go, where are we off to this weekend? Where are we going? Oh, there's a restaurant I fancy halfway across the country. Let's head that way. I love it. I can see you laughing, Kay, but you are missing out.
0: I don't know, I'm laughing because, you know, last week we spoke to Denise Welsh and, and I start my whole shtick about, oh, you know, they are so different. And You've
2: got nothing in common.
0: Denise's first line was, well, actually, I've got a lot more in common with Karen than I do with you.
1: Yeah, I mean, because I'm still, I'm not going to give up. I mean, because travel is my thing and I, you know, that's, I live to travel. Uh, but this is my, this is my, my next project for the 60s that Brian and I will just, Pootle off whenever we feel like it. Whenever we sat in a cup of tea and go, weather looks good. Should we just, should we just bob in the caravan and, oh, and bob off great. to Scotland? And yeah, so I'll,
2: I, will you know, I'll, 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 be seeing you out there, Karen. Yeah. That but, is brilliant. But I'm sorry, I'm still loving, and I know you say, Kay, that I just, I, I, I kind of go back to conversations. But I just love the fact that you're 60 is still on that trajectory up the way. That it's almost like life is starting now. It's beginning yeah. now on a new. And, 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 Kay, do you know what? This is the first time that I've actually ever thought that, because I was thinking you reach 60 and then it it just, it, it goes. Plateaus. Plateaus. Well, it does if you choose to let it. Yeah, but you don't. You're going up the way. And although I, I know that my life has changed since turning 60, yes, of course it's gone better. But I never thought of, just the way you said it, I thought, God, yeah, you're going to build in so many new things from now. That, the that next. Ob- obviously,
1: obviously, we've got, you know, that, that, that's as long as, you know, I can continue yeah. being well. And, yeah. you know, we all have things in life that come and slap us in the face when we least expect it, and that is just life. But my, I am really looking forward, and with enthusiasm, I'm really looking forward to this next chapter of my life. Can and then after that there'll it. be another chapter and I'll deal with that when I get there. Yeah.
2: Such a healthy.
0: Well listen two thoughts in my attitude. head we'll go down one or the other um I'm thinking of Charles and his dilemma. Obviously, Hello. you're saying about you and Brian get in the, the, the caravan and head off somewhere. That depends on the two of you being on the same page. So it sounds like you're on the same page. I also want to know if going into the jungle, for that I'm a celebrity, was part of this, you know, sort of, okay, um, let's take the bull by the horns. So which way are we going to first? Are we going to the jungle or are we going off in the caravan? What would well, you think with Charles? Well,
1: um, well, let's go with Charles first. Let's get Charles out of the way. Right. Um, well, Charles. Charles wants to do that, doesn't he? He wants yeah. is it that yeah. way around? Yep. Yeah, yep. so I'm yes. just
0: looking. So the sixty three empty nesters, comfortably off financially. Mm-hmm. Um hubby, I'm presuming it's Charles, working less wants to work even less, kick back at travel, wife yeah. working part time wants to stay hunkered down financially and keep assets aside for future security. Oh, and he's yeah. saying how to reconcile without a grey divorce and a grey divorce is not a a particularly attractive proposition is it i would i would
1: i would say to to his wife you know you look forward to that nursing home you look forward to being secure you know with your bed bath and sitting in that chair and being incontinent yeah you just spend the next two years thinking about that and preparing for that that's you don't yeah. want to do that that's crazy no get out mm. and live you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow you've got no idea what's around the corner i know, you know if but you're financially stable there is a balance isn't there Mm. You know, if you if you if you've paid your horse horse off, (laughs) paid your house off, get out there. You've still got your property. You can sure you know people downsize and stuff. I'm just, it's not for me. I would be so miserable if I was just sitting there. Basically, if you're going to do that, you're just sitting there and saying, "Well, I'm just waiting to die." Yes.
0: Yeah. I mean, I do relate to the idea of security because I've always wanted to be. I suppose as a woman I've always wanted to be independent I've never wanted to be dependent on anyone else financially and and I'm not I mean I'm with my partner have been for 30 years but um I am financially independent and so I have got security going through my DNA but having said that I totally get what you're saying Sue yeah
1: I mean I have as well it's always been I have never ever wanted to rely on anybody else you know for money. It's like mm. I, I needed to earn my own money always and be in control of that. Um, but yeah, I just think if you get bogged down with those thoughts about, oh, well, we'd better not do yeah. that in case, mm. in case I need this, you know, to go into I a know, home when I'm 75. Oh, my Lord.
2: And it's all relative to how much we need to feel secure, isn't it? Well, exactly.
1: It? Yeah. I mean,
2: what I feel secure in, Kate, is kind of like a pittance to you, but I suppose it's, what's, it's what makes you comfortable. You need to know that you've got this amount. Do you know what well, Brian and I have actually
1: said when we got when we we got the well, we got our caravan and it's very lovely? Um, we actually said, "Well, the thing is, if everything goes tits up, mm-hmm. we've got a caravan we can live on. I'm sure, we'll be able to find it somewhere to put it."
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I mean, and that's the other side of it. And I, I was doing a, a sort of conference earlier on. Um, You know, for a lot of your life, you're wanting a bigger house, a bigger this or more this and more that. And at this stage in my life, I would love a smaller house. I cannot wait for a bloody smaller house. I want to get rid of all the shit.
1: I'm on right move. I just look and we keep saying, when would be a good time? Should we downsize? What what should we do when we downsize? Where do we want to go? Um, All those conversations. I open my cupboards and go, oh, my God. God, get rid of all this crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, but I just
0: <laughs> You two must be on the same page. I'm thinking of somebody else. It was Jojo. Do you remember Jojo mm-hmm. Sutherland, yep. um, who we spoke to last year at the Edinburgh Fringe? Uh, Jojo is a stand-up comic. Uh, she's late 50s, I think, Jojo. And so she got rid of the house. She is travelling around in her camper van and going to Australia, going to um, comedy think... festivals, etc. Her husband of a long, long time... Didn't want that. So I think they amicably split. And the way she described it, I thought was really good. She said, I wanted my life to go faster. And he wanted his life to go slower um it wasn't about money particularly it was just about they wanted different Different. things at this juncture but Um, also
1: don't you think that there is a balance i mean i have one of my best friends as we speak is at an ashram in india and she's (laughs) been there for six weeks now her partner i mean he it's like his idea of hell Mm -hmm. he wants to be down the pub on the friday night with his mates and it's just a balance they 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 do their separate things and then they come together there is nothing that says just because you're married, you have to do every single thing together. You are allowed to go off and have adventures, but still have other things in common. Do and they still like each other? They love each other. Mm. Yeah, they're really, really... They don't, they don't even live together. They don't live it's together. They live separately. And it works brilliantly. And there is a lot to be said for it. Oh, I I've don't. often thought of it.
0: Yes. <laughs> so I mean, are you and Brian on the same page in life at this stage in your life? Yes.
1: Yeah, very much yeah. so. Yeah, we are. Yeah. Which and and, and to be honest, if we weren't, I mean, to get this far and not figure that out, that would be rather worrying to me. Mm-hmm.
0: True. Yeah, I don't you suppose know, these you are, diverge. These are,
1: these are questions and these are things, conversations that you should have been having your entire relationship. You know. Yeah,
0: but up until a certain stage, and you alluded it to earlier, you're, some, you're just too frantic. You know, if you've got kids, if you've got maybe dependent uh, older parents and you're in the middle of a career and you're trying to build, you sometimes are ships that pass in Mm. the night and you don't Mm. have these conversations. And it's when you get to this stage that some of the, you know, pressing responsibilities have gone. And I mean, 100 people have said it. It's not an original thought. You're sitting looking at each other across the breakfast table going... Right, we're now. <laughs>
1: you know, ooh, I mean, Brian yeah. and I are very different. We like very different things. I mean, uh, Brian loves Brian loves go- he loves the pub culture. He loves going for a pint. It's my idea of hell, especially now. I don't. It was my idea of hell when I when I drank, but you know, mm-hmm. now I don't drink. It's like you know, so that's quite easy. We've sorted that. I said, well, I'll tell you what, Brian, you bob out on the way home, go and have a couple of pints. And and that's he says yeah that's fine that's all. I said that's fine then and I'm just well, we'll have dinner a bit later, and
2: he doesn't, doesn't come in and to... fall
1: asleep. No, well, it's usually me that I'm terrible. I'm in bed <laughs> for like half <office> night. <nine. laughs> um, but yeah, I mean he's a real party animal and I'm not. But we've we we we've, we found we found a way to mm-hmm. make it work. Mm-hmm. That's
0: good. What did <laughs> he say when uh, you said you were going to do the jungle then?
1: he just he said whatever you want to do he said i, I said I, he said just make sure you're doing it for the right reasons that you're doing it for yourself and i mean i'd always gone no 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 i'd never do that no i mean i love it i watch it every year and my agent was ringing me i went no 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 and then i was again that little thought what would it be like if i did it God. you know what would it what would it be like i'm scared and uh it's out of my comfort zone and it's me out there as me mm-hmm. and not as Eileen. Mm. and that's really scary. And and again I just thought, Well, I need to go and do it. I need you to came do across
2: it. really well. Oh, thank and you. And real sort of solid, grounded person with an ear and patience for everybody. It was it was lovely. Oh, I don't know about the patients,
1: but that's very kind oh, of you. You, <laughs> you did. You had that. I don't think my family might agree with that. We're all different. They say the family, aren't we? But I mean, given that you did say... Because basically, if my family had been in there, I would have spent 24 hours a day going, shut the fuck
0: up! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you reined it in really well, so you really did. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you said earlier you've and I've always known you as being you know a relatively private person. I mean, we've both lived in a similar kind of world. I do loose women and you know yeah. you do interviews through your job, so we will have passed. but yeah. I am very aware that you're not somebody who's out there all the time and you're not you've never been kind of desperate to to be center stage as Sue, as opposed mm. to, to Irene. So I was really struck when you went on I'm a Celebrity, because I was doing Strictly at the same time, so I was kind of yeah, having a similar, a similar experience yeah. um, to you, so I was really, so as you know, I didn't last very long, so I had plenty of time to watch you in the jungle, yeah. Sue. So, um, yeah. And I thought about you a lot, About I thought, I wonder why she's decided to do that. And then that little scene in the campfire, when you, you did disclose that you'd been adopted in that remarkable yeah. story um, about you know, being reunited with your your birth parents and things. I thought, wow, you've really opened a door there that I've never seen before. Mm. And and I wonder why she did that.
1: I hadn't planned it. I hadn't planned it. Um, It just came up. I mean, you see, like, the 20 minutes of a 24-hour period and, you know, you don't see all the conversations we're having, but it was just... It came... I can't remember how, how it came up, but it did. And I just... I think I just... I was just relaxed and you do forget that the cameras are there and i just started talking and and um i don't know it just felt like the right time it just felt like the right time it, it felt doing the jungle i don't know about you but when you did um strictly for me it was a sense of like if i don't step out of this comfort zone then i really am at that top of that roller coaster about to plunge i'm literally saying i am giving myself permission that this is it, these opportunities don't come up very much and we are very, very fortunate and privileged to be in the position where it even became possible for us to do it so I did a lot of thinking about that and thought, yeah, if I turn this down I am basically saying that's it now, that's it I'm going to stay where I am and I'm I'm at the top of that roller coaster, and I'm going to now plunge, so Mm -hmm. it felt like I need to be a bit scared
0: mm. I mean why did
1: you do it was it the s- similar
0: well you took you've taken the words right out of my mouth I mean I had started this podcast we started this podcast I keep forgetting about you <laughs> yeah.
2: I'll keep reminding you, lady. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm, I'm with you, Karen. I'm with you. <laughs> thank, you
1: thank
0: you. I know it going to happen. Uh, um, yeah. I'm going to get dumped, and it's going to be Karen Mackenzie. And, <laughs> and, <so> <laughs> and
1: we'll have a much better theme song. <laughs> yes, <exactly. laughs> I'll be in touch after the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, we
0: started this podcast then, and then so you get asked, and I had exactly the same thought. I thought I've started a podcast called, you know, how to be sixty. Strictly, I mean, totally, I never, ever, ever expected to get that call. And I put a hand on my heart. I'm no word of a lie. Never looked for it. Never, ever asked my agent to find out yeah, about it because I just never considered doing it. Um, and so it, that call came. I thought, we've got this podcast. I I've just, I just have to because, you know, to have a podcast called How to Be 60 mm-hmm. and then you get a call from Strictly and say, no, thanks very much. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might as well shut up the doors and yeah. go home, mightn't you? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, very, very similar to you in terms of uh, of why I did it. Are you glad I you did t- it?
1: Yeah, I'm absolutely thrilled I did it because it just it it just proved to me that it's what I needed to do, and it's made me feel a lot braver. It's made me feel brave because you know um, I, I need to do that more. I want a few more adventures. I definitely want to. I, I'm definitely not going to go back to doing what my agent would always hear me saying, no. no 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 No, i'm not i'm not going to do that anymore i will you know i'm going to go now that's interesting let's have a think about that what's the worst that can happen it can (laughs) also become a habit yeah i think it had to with me it's it becomes your default Mm. of like let's just stay in this really safe little Mm -hmm. world that i've created and let's not step step outside it let's not rock the boat and it's almost, it, it's, you, you, without thinking about it, it's just you you, you naturally default to that. I think mm-hmm. that happens to us a lot, and I think it happens to a lot of women of a certain age.
0: Have you also found a bit of a, a freedom then in, like, not being such a private person? I'm not saying that you're suddenly going to be spilling all your, your secrets, <laughs> um, but... You know, I lied about my age all my life. I mean, I, you know, I'd completely really? lied my tits off, lied to my kids, lied, you know, with impunity, even though when I knew, I knew I was looking at people telling them something and they knew I was lying. I was just absolutely unabashed.
1: You see, I always lied about my age when I was 15 to get in the pub. Oh, so yes. you
0: went up. No, I never went up. Never I always went, went
1: up. up because I always wanted to be mature.
0: No, I was never mature um, but when I decided to be honest about it i did it did give me a sense of freedom because I was almost um uh, what 's the right expression? I was being kept back by my own lies mm. Do you know what i mean Frat. and and i don 't know you do see don 't you that people you get to kind of our age maybe well-known people and it's like they start to talk a bit more they start to be a bit more open about their lives some of their motivations some of their hang-ups some of their dreams and I wonder if there is something that you just get to a stage you think well I am what I am I don't have any great reputation to protect anymore I'm not trying to keep everyone sweet in order to get somewhere Mm -hmm. so here I am take me or leave me and this is it. I think it's
1: I I think it's about for me percy is about getting to know yourself and trusting myself and also i've always been a massive worrier about what other people would say or the impact my words might have on another person and you know always wanted to you know with my son never wanted to put anything out there that maybe would he wouldn't want to read or he wouldn't want his friends to to say to to, to hear you know nothing but just you know just 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 talking about my life it felt like it wasn't the right time i felt like you know his life was the most important and protecting him and having a very private family life and um so yeah it's just it's just it's just a different phase of my life and i just i'm not i i'm not responsible for anybody anymore mhm i'm having responsible confidence for isn't me. it yeah, yes, yeah yeah i i do and i do yeah. feel a lot more confident I mean I think there was a lot of me of like you know of oh I mean who, who wants to hear from, Who wants to hear what I've got to say who wants to oh no no I do, you know, I'll just you know um, I think I come across as a very strident strong, in a lot of ways I am strong but I think those are people who know me there's a really there's quite a vulnerable side to me mm-hmm. and I, get qu- I can get quite scared about things I get I'm hugely shy I still can't stand walking into a room full of people on my own really no can't bear it I can't bear walking into a party just don't like it don't feel comfortable feel awkward I I feel that sense of you know when people come up to say hello and they're always really nice and lovely there's that second before where my stomach goes oh god what's oh what, what do I say and it's like no one would ever guess that from me well. But we we hide those parts of us, don't we? We don't. We have to. We put on the parts that we want everybody to see, and you know, it's like my character has been a great, great thing to hide behind, really. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like I've found my voice, and I'm comfortable with my voice. And I think that is just an age thing and growing yeah. up and self acceptance.
0: I'm struck by Anne's email. I'm going back to it. She she mentioned how powerful our upbringing is on the type of adult and sixty year old that we become, especially the influence of our mother's on daughters. Do you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I mean it's a really interesting yeah. I mean my mother is eighty eight and she is physically she's a bell ringer. Huh? She she's so physically fit. She's she's unbelievable and she's always been a very, very capable, independent woman uh, and fiercely independent. Um, So, yeah, there's a there's a huge part of that in me of wanting to make sure that I looked after myself and forged my own way. Um, And then there's the biological part of my birth mother's family where they were all actors and I followed in that profession. So I'm a massive mix of nature, nurture, which the whole thing fascinates me. But yeah, my mum is was is 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 a very strong, very strong lady.
0: And just the experience of being adopted, what influence do you think that's had on you?
1: Huge, I think. Um, you know, I w- I had a wonderful family growing up. They are that, that's my family. Um, uh, but I think you do have you do have a lot of identity issues, just not knowing. Not quite knowing who you are, ju- not having anyone to look like, you know, not me. Obviously, look at someone and go like, "Oh, oh, look at that." I mean, that was it. when I had my son. That was the thing when he was born. I just kept looking at him, going, like, mm. "Oh my God, oh my God, he's got like the same blood running through him as I have. That is bizarre." And then when people would say, "Oh, doesn't he look like you?" and go like, "Does he? Does he look like me?" Oh my God, that's incredible. That was huge, and I think. It hit me most in my teens. My teens weren't a good time. My teens were very, very difficult i didn't know who the hell I was i didn't know i I just was a lost a lost soul no one's fault um and it was like in a time it was in the you know the early seventies it was a very different time, and people mm. didn't realize you know w- mental health and things we weren't really aware of all the connotations and, you know, uh, everything that you could potentially feel. And I was lost. And there's part of me now that I just... Um, I, feel, I feel quite sad for my teenage self. And that's not to do with everybody else. It's just... I, f- I feel sad for that young girl who, who felt very lost. Very, mm. very lost. And, and just, you know, always wanted to look... To, wanted to belong and then so as you how get older you learn that you know if you spend your days looking for reasons not to belong I heard someone else say this you'll always find them yeah yeah <laughs> so it start you know that's I think that's why I went to therapy just mm-hmm. to figure, figure me out
0: so when did you start to find yourself then if it was very acute in your teenage years where did it I, go from I there? think
1: I think I struggled until I actually went to therapy oh really it got to a point where I was like I I I can I just I'm just a bit lost. I'm just mm-hmm. a bit lost and um I needed to make peace with myself. Mm. Yeah, I really needed to needed to look inwards.
0: And wh- when was that?
1: Oh my gosh, when was that? that 13 years ago, something like that.
0: Wow. Maybe
1: yeah. That ago. yeah. I mean, I was a fine functioning human being, but there were just aspects of me that I really knew that I needed to, to deal with. Oh. And it God. was the best thing I ever did. I was shocking at school. I was absolutely appalling. I couldn't concentrate on anything. And I just, sitting in a pl- in, in police room, sitting mm. in a classroom with somebody at the front sh- spouting at me, was I just switched off. I just switched off because there was so much going on internally for me. Mm. And I just wish parents mm. would spend as much time worrying about their kids' mental health, as they do about the grades and what A-levels they're going to get. You know, I really do.
0: And so acting then, you know, did that allow you to be other things and maybe, I don't mean avoid yourself, but you know what I mean?
1: Acting, one thing I I, I always was, it was a rebel. I was never, ever going to conform. And at nearly 60, I'm still never going to conform, ever. So I knew that if I, you know, I had some jobs, I'd, I'd done various jobs, but if there was a hierarchy, I could not stand an authority figure in my life. I just, I couldn't do it. So there was, there was that, and I fell into the acting. I went to see, I was living in Canada, I was working as a nanny, and I went to see a friend who was in a, in a drama group, and they did a show, and I went to see the show, and I remember sitting there going, Jesus Christ, this is shocking. I could do that. God almighty. Actually, no, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go home and go to drama school.
2: That's funny.
1: And I rang my mum and I said, I'm coming home and going to drama school. And she went, what? You don't just, you don't just say I'm going to drama school. I said, oh, I do. I'm coming home. She said, well, you, you quit school without taking any O-levels. I went, oh, I'll go and do a couple then. So I went, to, I went back to FE college, did my O-levels and an A-level in a year, and then got into drama school. And then I went, I, I told you. Oh.
0: Oh, 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 oh. I can see that I
1: just had to the find the right history. thing the rest is history yeah oh, yeah.
2: Oh, can we talk oh. about Coronation Street yeah, I'm a massive I fan I'm a oh. massive fan I, I, see, I'm mom- a,
1: can I just say that this to me is, is a huge deal that you know who I am I mean that is huge, huge <laughs>
2: awesome. be complimented you're the Whoa. first one wow I've never watched an episode of Loose Woman. Apparently Kay's on it on a Friday. She's I think quite good. On a Thursday. She's very good. <laughs> well, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> and I think uh, my mum was a massive fan of Corrie as well. My dad oh. pretended he didn't watch it, but he knew all the characters. So, right. um, yep, I watched it right through, right through. And then in 19, let me just think, 86, 88, sorry, I beg your pardon, 1988, uh, my partner and I, went round the world for 14 weeks in a sort of whistle stop tour and I recorded every episode of Cory that is dedication and it was on a VHS long play you know that you had 120 and oh, I don't my know God, I know and part of the the lovely thing about coming back from this wonderful holiday you know for 14 weeks abroad was having Cory to watch <laughs> Christ hours oh. and hours and hours And may I just say, I've also got this poster (laughs) that celebrates the 25th anniversary. I wish I'd taken a picture of it, which is an aerial view of the streets around Winterfield, which has the rovers turn, the white horse, the cabin. (gasps) I'd love to see that. Oh, God, I'm going to send it to you. I'll send it to Kay and Kay'll send it on. But it's, it's wonderful. So a massive, massive fan.
1: Oh, bless you. That's really nice. And I just wish I was there to eat your Christmas cake. No. But you know what you could do with that when you take it away in, in, into, the, into your camper van? Mm-hmm. You want to sprinkle it liberally with a, with, a, with a bit of icing sugar, fry it up with some butter and serve with vanilla ice cream.
2: Oh, that sounds quite nice actually. Yeah. That does sound quite nice. <laughs> <To have laughs> oh, she's that. excited at last. Yeah. I was thinking, well, they, they don't need icing sugar on it because there's enough blinking icing sugar on it. But yeah. actually, yeah, but it that will caramelise nice. it a little oh, bit more. It? Yeah, you do know. you want the bits under
0: my fingernails? No. Oh, Should oh, we do a quick bingo? Quick bingo. Quick Big 6 bingo. bingo. Oh, yeah, you pick a number, no, no, Sue. No, can
1: you I go know.
2: to pick my birthday then? Go oh, on.
1: Number two number two Two. what
0: a
2: good way of doing it I know exactly there you go oh do you have oh we know this do you have a bucket list yes
1: too long to go into right give us the top three yeah bucket list Mm -hmm. um loads more travel Mm -hmm. uh uh still haven't done South America right Uh, lots of adventures in my new toy (laughs) the caravan yes yes (laughs) and uh Loads more fun in the next ten years. Okay,
2: where's the next place you want to go in your caravan within the UK? uh
1: want to come up to Scotland, do the west coast of Scotland.
2: Oh, she'll uh, tell you everything about islands. that. You're the islands, you can do the NC five hundred. Right, yes. Okay. yes, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. That. Beautiful. Just don't go in the summer season. No, we're and not midges. going to midges. midges. No, midges. I used to
1: live in Scotland, so I remember them well. All oh, right, Ooh. where about? I lived uh, near Elby. My father used to teach at so I was Seriously? I really? was brought up at uh, at Gordonston. Yeah, I lived there. Wow. So Prince George Charles. Alfred. Was he there? No, it was the other one. Andrew. Was he there? Andrew was there, yeah. Don't well, I'm going to talk about that. All right, OK. We'll, <laughs> no, well, no, well. we'll, like we'll have a private yeah, conversation
0: no exactly. about that. <laughs> another, another number between 1 and 43.
2: 19 and it's are you visible do you feel are you visible am i visible do you feel feel visible now you're kind of reaching your 60s yeah yeah Yeah, i have
1: removed my invisibility cloak and i'm here to stay what a perfect end. What, yeah, a, what perfect a load end. of old shit she says, um. <laughs> It was
0: good, though. We loved it. Um, oh, Sue, it's just been a pleasure. It really oh, has. Thank you, thank you been so lovely. much.
1: Thank you very much for having me. I've enjoyed listening to you, and I shall continue oh, until Karen you. and I start our new podcast together. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll be in touch. Okay? Yeah, all right, mate. Yes, it's yeah, going to yeah,
0: happen. It's going to happen. So I know it. It. She's going to be the new Ken Bruce.
1: Uh, Ken Bru- I can see it. I know. Ashley
2: Jensen, Ken Bruce. I'm going to be yeah, begging for very, a job uh, yeah, the job as a secretary. Yeah,
1: have got the Ashley Jensen voice going on. That's a mm-hmm. very,
2: very nice voice. It's normally her from Dundee. What's her name? Kelly.
0: Oh, Lorraine Kelly. Lots of people think it's Lorraine Kelly, oh, but no, so. no.
1: No, I think you're more like Ashley.
0: Ashley's I like better. Ashley Jensen. Oh, yeah. Oh, Alright, Oh, I, oh <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sue. Oh, listen, guys. we'll let you go. Thanks a million. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Thank, you, so much. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye. Diddly. We're back next week. If Karen hasn't got a better offer by that time, keep those lovely emails coming in. It's podcast at htb60.com. And if you happen to be in Glasgow on Tuesday, March the 21st, and you fancy coming to see us, we're at Oranmore as part of the Glasgow Comedy Festival. Next week, everyone's favourite Irishman, Eamon Holmes.